1: How'd I end up with top billing? Why isn't it Glenn and Mike? Well, I'll tell you exactly why. Alphabetical. Um, M comes okay, before G. Yeah.
2: And then M secondly, G. secondly uh-huh. is you have been without a doubt rated the funniest one. <laughs> no, so that's not true. So the funniest one always gets top billing. No, my mom thinks you're funnier. No, she does not. I, I know you're just trying to make me feel good. <laughs> By the way, let me. You normally get us kicked off. Let me just jump in. <clears throat> Happy birthday to you. Wait, what? Happy anniversary to you. Oh, now I'm feeling it. Happy anniversary,
1: dear Mikey. Oh, boy. Happy four years to you. Yeah, unbelievable. Nice job, man. Four years. October. I knew you went. October 18th, 2018. I knew you went. Yeah. I was so broken when I came through these doors, man. I was just so broken. And you know what the irony is? I see myself. Because because I go to meetings, right? And I go to in-person meetings, Zoom meetings. I see myself walk through the door. Every month I get an opportunity to see a new guy walk, gal walk through that door. And and I just say, man, I feel you. I was there. That's why the program works. Because because they're walking into a room of people who walked into a room, right? And again, look, let's talk. Let's say it like it is. A lot of people are, are getting sober on Zoom. Right. Yep. Absolutely. A- and and look, I it's working. In
2: person's better. I but, but Zoom. Works. I
1: agree with you. But Zoom is Zoom working works. for people. Yep. Right? Absolutely. Zoom works. Right. But thank you very but much. Person, yeah. I mean, let me years, you, Let me tell you something. It's it's two, it's a twofold proposition. First of all, um, I I don't believe, and this is a bit controversial, but I don't believe I chose my. Uh, my sobriety date. I believe my higher power chose my sobriety date.
2: Excellence was thrust upon you.
1: Yes, and uh, but I was left with a choice, and I have a choice every day because I could go right back out there. It's I don't know. I got to measure my arm length, but you know, it's thirty inches away from me is is going back to that that life again.
2: So I have a question. Yeah, can you
1: remember what it was like, the old drunk Mikey? Yeah, vividly. Can, you? Yeah, can I tell you what I do? Mine's just starting to fade. No. No, you know what? I'll tell you what helps me. When I walk into a meeting, mm-hmm. which I highly recommend people, you know, you can have a bunch of sobriety. You got you to gotta stay plugged in, right? You got to stay in the community, mm-hmm. all those things. When I walk in, I have two goals. Number one, I take myself in that quiet time. I take myself back to October mm-hmm. 17, 2018 when I was at my worst, and I take myself back there just for a nanosecond. Mm -hmm. I don't park there. I just go back there, grab that feeling, and then the rest of the meeting, I'm focused on growth and helping the next struggling alcoholic. Yeah, and
2: that's why, I mean, I love newcomer meetings because I'm reminded, but I mean, I have the ability to clearly remember the shit, but I just don't have that. Where I can almost like physically no, feel it, I can get there. I yeah, can get there. I, I am glad because there's some scary times, but I mean, I clearly remember, and that's why I go to newcomer meetings, and and I embrace. You know, I I'd, I'd rather hang out with a newcomer than than an old. They timer. are
1: such a strength of hope. Absolutely, or, you, know, you know. Yeah, such absolutely. a strength. absolutely. So, yeah. hey, good stuff. So, listen, um, do you got any yeah. housekeeping? Happy anniversary, four years, man. Uh, thanks, I thanks. You know, I can't wait
2: wait for the next one.
1: And I can't I, and. Let us know where you guys are in your journey, you know. Email us at podcast at coffee. Let us know where you're at in your journey. And and, and also let us, know, let us know what, yeah, let us know what we can be talking about, what we can be covering that, uh, that might be helpful in your journey. You know, we'd love to hear that. Because what we're doing right now is we're doing a, a bit of a series on uh, trending topics. So things that people are Googling for. And we've covered a couple topics. Some are quite controversial. And uh, Glenn gets a little bit of an attitude, which I love, because this is about real recovery here. This isn't the softer, easier way. This is about real recovery. And I think today's topic, Glenn, is one of, I love this. And, And check this out. This is what people are Googling to the tune of hundreds of thousands of people are Googling early signs of alcoholism. Doesn't that break your heart?
2: No, it really does. I mean, that, that really takes you to the, you know, sober curious people.
1: Yeah, right.
2: You know, just people out there. And, and it's amazing. I think you gave a prior stat. There's 100 million people out there that are trying to cut back on
1: drinking. I 47% mean, of American adults are trying to cut back on their drinking. And only one, less than 1% seek help. Yeah, that's uh... and there's help out there, Glenn. You know, but let's talk about the early signs of alcoholism. Mm -hmm. And uh, I, you know, I in preparation for this, I came at it two ways. And uh, my way was, what were my early signs, right? So I don't know if the Googler is asking about themselves or a loved one, but that this one
2: I think could go both ways. I
1: think it could go both ways. So I asked my wife Mm -hmm. what the early signs of alcoholism were. And I'll share those with you as we as we unbake this. But unbake it, unwrap it. Unpack it. Yeah, not bake it. No. Okay. Not baked it. All right, good. Um, yeah, so early signs of alcoholism. So let's first talk to the person who's Googling it for themselves, mm-hmm. right? Um, because I think it's important. Um, I mean it's it's just a tough one because I'm I'm trying to go back to where where I would have googled that if there was a google with my time of struggle right
2: yeah I, I mean I I probably early on right middle 90s somewhere you know when I was drinking a lot I probably would have you know started questioning and and, mm-hmm. and you know so I you know picked out a couple of bullet points right mm-hmm. of early signs one was you know and I think I think this can speak to both, you know, if, if a person's Googling for themselves or for somebody else, right? Mm-hmm. I think drinking excessively, mm-hmm. right? I think that's kind of a, you know, a baseline, right? right. How mu- not, not just, you know, how much or how many days, but, you know, kind of looking at it, mm-hmm. right? Do you drink one day a week, mm-hmm. but you drink, you know, 15 drinks and you black out you you crash your car and you have all kinds of problems? Mm-hmm. Or, you know, am I drinking five drinks a day, seven days a week, right? Mm-hmm. Right. So I think there's a little bit of equation there, um, You know, just to measure how much am I drinking? Mm -hmm. Second thing is, are you losing control while you're drinking? Right. Right? Are you losing control while you're drinking? Am I doing things I don't want to do? Right? Am I blacking out? Am I having, you know, those mornings where, hey, I'm not feeling good? Or, you know, hey, I'm calling up and saying, what did I do? Or Mm -hmm. I'm sorry I did what I did. Mm -hmm. Right? Um, So then I think number three is persistent drinking despite consequ- negative consequences or problems. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think that, you know, you sit there and, and that's kind of a definition of
1: addiction, right? Yeah, yeah. You know? I've so, seen a lot of overlap with my bullets.
2: No, totally, totally. So next one is lots of time planning or thinking
1: about drinking. <laughs> so I've got a small frame, right? I'm, mm-hmm. I'm not a big guy. Well, for me, I had to plan... If I was going out to an event that was relative non-drinking event, I, I got to the point I'd have to plan on how I could get little airplane bottles in different nooks and crevices, and, you know, <laughs> in my sock, and in my back pocket, and in my liner pocket. That takes a lot of time, effort. It takes a lot of time, yep. effort. And, and then you, you need to make sure you, you're not getting busted at yep. the same time. Boy, that takes a lot. Yeah.
2: You know, and that's, you know, as I look back, I mean, just when I stopped – you know, A, all the planning, you know, and then B, all the trying to cover, you know, mm-hmm. and, and all trying not to get caught. Mm-hmm. I mean, that took so much mental energy and stress. And You know, it's you know, crazy. How,
1: much, you know how much nicer it is to pack now for an event just, and not have to worry about that? It's great. <laughs> it's great, yeah. It's fantastic. It's a perk. Yep.
2: Okay, go ahead. Next one is experiencing withdrawal symptoms, mm. right? Okay. So that's physical withdrawal symptoms, mental withdrawal so symptoms. So that means
1: shakes, etc., nausea, sweats, sweats. nausea, yeah, right. puking. Right. You know,
2: but but then also, you know, just the mental hangover the next mm-hmm. day. You know, you're not yourself. You have regret, remorse, shame, mm-hmm. guilt, all those fun words, mm-hmm. right? Um, and then I think lastly, um, early sign of alcoholism mm-hmm. is increased tolerance, mm-hmm. where one beer. Doesn't do what it used to do, right? No. I think that's where you really start latching on to the to the quantity.
1: Okay, let me let me ask you a question. Yep. Let's let's build on that for a second. So, when I was in seventh grade, sixth grade, I had a beer, mm-hmm. right? And I puked, and it was good. I got a little buzz, and then a couple of weeks later, I had a couple of beers, right? I had one, I didn't puke, so I had another one. My point is. At what po- at what point is is tolerance a problem, and at what point is it just a natural evolution? So said a different way. W- at what point do you say, "Wow, I'm consuming a lot more than I used to"? I mean, is it something that I guess it's just a gradual thing, right?
2: Yeah, I think it's progressive. Progressive. You know, just, Good work. Just like everything else with alcoholism. I think, you know, it gets worse over time. Mm-hmm. I think you drink more for the same amount of buzz over time. Mm-hmm. I first picked up on that when I started looking at my budget, mm. right? And I, I I, pretty much had, you know, A, I drank on the company credit card all week, mm-hmm. and then I drink on my own dime Saturday and Sunday. Mm-hmm. And what I realized is I was getting the same level of, of kind of buzz or same level of party, but the, but they increase in spend. But my budget was double. Right. I was spending twice. And your number, your
1: numbers guy, oh, they had to I, bug you.
2: That really stuck out. Yeah, right. And I'm like, I mean, first thing I'm like, they're not charging me right.
1: Yeah, right. But yeah, then, get me yeah, in. But then I right. got through that after
2: 30 seconds, yeah, and I right. realized, man, this is really off. Mm-hmm. You know. So for me, you know, and, and and I got to the point where you know I was drinking a handle, mm-hmm. you know, and 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 that. You know, sustain me at the level that, you know, a fifth used to have.
1: Right. Well, we're going to talk about why you're not drinking the handle anymore. But let me, on my list, I went to the experts. Mm hmm. Um, so it, it sounded to me like you kind of manufactured your list mm-hmm. based on experience. Yep. I went to the experience of others, and the, these are some of the things I thought were important to pull out early signs of alcoholism because so much of this talked to me.
2: Are these from uh, doctors? Or they're, these from yes, they're all for,
1: really from multiple resources. Okay. But especially the ones that I like are the ones that are included from people who were the, the sibling, spouse, loved one of, mm. of somebody, okay. right? Yep. So, but. But this is this is things that you notice yourself first. I magnated to alcoholic events and alcoholic people. Man, I hung with partiers. Always did. Always when if you weren't partying, I wasn't. Really, didn't have a whole lot of purpose for use for you in my in my purpose of getting buzzed. Um, I found myself pre-drinking and post-drinking. You know, I, I knew that I I I knew I had to to walk in. At least I felt I had mm-hmm. to walk in right. I started to lie about how much I consumed. Oh, my goodness. Honey, you're buzzed. I don't have How much did you drink tonight? You know how many <laughs> times I heard that? How much did you drink tonight? I yeah. must have heard that a thousand times. I'm not even kidding. And you were honest probably zero times. Oh, totally. I'd say, oh, because you know. Because you
2: probably didn't know, and then you didn't want her to know.
1: That's right. right? And, I, right. and I would blame it on things. Yep. Uh, always, oh, I didn't eat, oh, I didn't get to sleep, oh, I took a pain med, blah, blah, blah. Um, Began to regret some of my actions while intoxicated, Um, you know, remorse, regret, guilt. Shame. And lastly, I chose consumption over food intake. These Mm -hmm. were signs to me, early signs. Food would kill my beer buzz. I didn't want to kill the buzz. Right. So I have shared that
2: I started my real drinking career in 1995 when I got promoted to the executive ranks. Mm-hmm. And we started traveling. Mm-hmm. And we used to drink our. our so we, you got. You had a budget. We had a budget, 25 mm-hmm. to 30 This is a long time ago, but 25 to $32 a day. We
1: couldn't even get you a McDonald's Happy no, Meal anymore.
2: Well, we didn't eat. Right. We, we, right. Would, we would drink our budget. Oh, my goodness. I mean, so you had $32 a night to drink, and you could stretch it to 38 or sure. whatever. But. You know, and, and then you went to places with the cheaper, you know, cheaper beers, and you know you wouldn't buy the twelve dollars martinis, right? No, right. No. Um, you know, so I,
1: I totally understand that. So I go to I go to Vegas. I'm in Vegas. They guess what? They serve you free alcohol. I know. I bought a bottle and brought it to my room. They had yeah. free alcohol one elevator right away. It's just in case. No, not just a case. That was my go-to. Yeah. I I didn't oh, mess geez. with the cheap stuff on the floor. Anyway, these are um that was old Mike. This is new Mike now. Um, so here are some things you can take a look at for people that you can maybe recognize some of these. Are they avoiding non-drinkers? You know, are they mm-hmm. avoiding non-drinkers? Are they not hesitating to grab the keys to the car when they're obviously buzzed? Mhm. Okay. Oh man, I've seen that so many times, and 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 dangerous, I've been that guy super so many times. Yep. Right. So have I. Uh, overall, less responsible. You know, mm-hmm. showing up late, not following up on commitments, that kind of thing, and then excusing off bad behavior, like me, like in the first set. Oh, I didn't. Oh, I. You know, I, 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 I must have the flu. I, whatever. You know. Yeah. You know, I have. <clears throat>
2: I don't do it anymore, but back when I was drinking, you know, I had behaviors, character defects that I'm not proud of. Mm -hmm. And my first go-to was, "Ah, I was drunk. Mm -hmm. I mean, I justified all kinds of crap because I was drunk.
1: Right. Yeah. I guess if if you're thinking it, if you're thinking it, pay attention to it. Absolutely. I mean, that's the key thing. If you're, and and there's, I'm going to go ahead and say this. If, you, if you're here because you think somebody else has a drinking problem, I'm here to tell you there's very little you can do to change the course of that person's life. I, and this is just my experience talking. I had, I had hints, suggestions. I had begging, pleading, love, hard love. I had it all. None of it worked until I knew it was time for me to become sober, right, to change my life. And But that being said... When I did make that decision, I made it based on the fact that I, a lot of seeds were planted for me. I knew there was an answer out there. I didn't know specifically how to get there, but all those seeds that were planted were little plants around me that I could grab onto and for some hope. So don't give up on them. No, man, and and hey, and you don't know give what? up on yourself.
2: No, but you know what? And and I'm sitting here thinking early signs of alcoholism. Mm-hmm. It, it was probably if I had surrendered earlier mm-hmm. that I was an alcoholic, I mm-hmm. may have surrendered to get help earlier. Yeah, but I fought that. I fought that. I fought that. I always had a solution. Always, you know, defined it differently in, mm-hmm. in my way to to make me feel better. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, you know, and if I if so so maybe if I had defined it earlier and really bought into that I would have gotten help earlier mm-hmm. I don't know
1: I'm gonna I'm gonna bounce back I'm gonna rewind mm-hmm. if you're thinking it pay attention to it <clears throat> absolutely and and I don't care if you're if you're googling it if you're googling it pay attention to it right if you're in recovery and you're thinking about a drink pay attention to that mm-hmm. why are you thinking about a drink I mean and again for me I walked down the hall the hall of my house for thirty years, there was a bar at the end of the hall of my house. Not literally; it was like stuck away in a closet and you know, and hidden. But it was my bar. I still walk down that same hallway today. I'm going to think about it, but pay attention to it.
2: No, totally. I think that's going back to being aware, right? Mm-hmm. Going back to being aware and and what what I can, what I know for fact for me is. Once I was on that path, mm-hmm. once I started Googling mm-hmm. early signs of an alcoholic, mm-hmm. right, I was on the path okay. of alcoholism. And it just
1: got worse. Okay. Answer me this, and mm-hmm. then we'll wrap up. To do all over again, once you hit that point, what would, you, what would New Glenn tell old Glenn? What, what would you tell him to do? What would you tell him to do at that point?
2: So I've had people tell me back then, and I just didn't listen. I knew my ego was my problem. My ego was, I'm not going to listen to you. I'm the smartest guy in the room. I mean, I really believe that.
1: So old Glenn would tell, New Glenn would tell Old Glenn, this your ego. Get rid of right. your ego.
2: You, you don't have all the answers. Okay. And, and, and hey, frankly, there's a lot of times in business I, I had a lot of great
1: answers. Oh, sure. You know, after, I was I the mean, shell answer man.
2: Yeah. I mean, I would mm-hmm. sit in a bar and come up with strategies that, you know, amazing. Mm-hmm. But that doesn't mean it translated to this situation, mm-hmm. to a mental, psychological, feeling, defect situation.
1: What would, what would New Glenn tell old Glenn to do right now? What action would you tell him to take? Surrender. Okay. I
2: If I had to say it over again, like you see all this stuff on social media, mm-hmm. you know, what would you have done different? I would have surrendered and say, I don't have this. I mean, I had so many examples of how I failed Glenn's way. I had so many, many, many. And I I was around AA, mm-hmm. you know, Um you know, and I saw people get better, but I always knew better. So I would say, "Hey, man, shut up, listen, surrender, and do exactly what they tell you to do."
1: So that's your next action step: go find somebody yep. who's walked the sober path and listen to what they say. And there's one of them in every single AA meeting. Yes, there is. Yep, love it, man. Hey, there if you're googling, if there you're googling hope. this, there's hope. There's a if solution. you're on the road to recovery. Remember, if you're thinking it, pay attention. Love you.
2: Love it, man.
0: Thanks for joining us for today's Coffee Chat. To contact the show, email us at podcast at sober.coffee. If you need immediate help, the AA hotline is 800-839-1686. The National Suicide Prevention Hotline is 800-273-8255. Remember, Mike and Glenn are sharing their own journey on the path to recovery any suggestions, medical or otherwise, are their own experiences and should not be viewed as professional advice. See you next week, and remember, there is a solution.